0: I'm not feeling the warmth that I used to feel, which makes me so sad because this is all I looked forward to for a whole year. Good morning, good evening, and good day. I'm Francine and I really love K dramas. You're listening to Drama Buds, a Globe Studios podcast. So hello everyone! Welcome back to DramaVuds Season 2. We're here again. Um, Today's episode is the start of a new segment for me, something new I'm trying, called First Impressions. And I think you can pick up what I'm probably going to do. So in First Impressions, I'm going to talk about shows that I've started to watch, whether they're like ongoing or completed shows that I've just started to get into uh and then i'll talk about what i think about them so far and decide on whether or not i'm going to continue them so i'll usually review around the first one fourth or one third of a show depends on the timing of when i get to film these so, if this is posted after a few more episodes have been released and I'm wrong about my predictions, or you're listening to this far, far in the future and we already know what's going to happen in the entire show, like, just just don't mind me. <laughs> just, just, just listen to, you know, me thinking that I know how to write a TV show better than the writers <laughs> or something. <laughs> okay. So, our first show on this uh, segment, I guess, is Hospital Playlist 2, the second season of Hospital Playlist. So, quick recap of what this show is all about. It's about five friends from med school who are now working together in one hospital. And they also have a band where they cover the songs they like. Okay, um... It's directed by Shin Won Ho PD of you know, *The Reply* series, *Prison Playbook*, and written by Lee Woo Jong, the writer of *The Reply* series. They are the slice of life masters. You know, I, I really would consider them to be the ones who, I wouldn't say perfected the genre, but I guess the modern iteration of it. Like when you think of slice of life, you think *The Reply* series. Yeah so they've done it over and over again like three reply shows person playbook uh, technically like writer lee isn't the writer of that but it's a shin PDU work let's just refer to it as his cinematic universe um and now hospital playlist and they're trying a seasonal format with it more thoughts on that later um you know they've done it over and over again and they've never failed to deliver, you know, that warmth that's necessary in making people love these kinds of shows so much. I hope you've listened to my review episode uh, from season one. I think that's episode eight, where I also featured my best friend, Louie, and we just talked about our feelings and also spoiled a bit of Reply 1988 and Person Playbook, sorry, um... But yeah, I hope you've listened to that. Because I'm going to assume that you know how much I actually love Hospital Playlist Season 1. Because I, I love that show so much. For even more context of how much I love it, it's my starter K-drama. It's my gateway K-drama. It's the K-drama that started all of this. Okay, um... I talk a lot about like how important it is to have your starter K drama, your gateway K drama, the one that really makes you feel like, huh, you know, I I want to explore more of this industry, more of this world. Like, hmm, I wonder why I didn't start watching K dramas long ago if they had such good shows like these. In my entire life, I've never watched anything that made me feel. The warmth that hospital playlist made me feel. For context, once again, before K dramas, the Western shows that I liked tended to be sitcoms or comedies like Parks and Recreation, The Office, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Community, How I Met Your Mother, th- those kinds of shows. And they're, you know, ensemble casts, groups of friends, and all that. So I'm used to that setup. And yet, I never felt this this deep warmth and deep attachment to them. It's just like, okay, I find their shenanigans funny and their personalities are interesting. But they're like interesting characters, you know? It, it didn't feel like this is really like a squad of people that I would want to be friends with or I want to see more and more and more of their lives. In general, like, Hospital Playlist was so different from what I expected K-dramas to be like. Like, we all know that I don't like rom-coms. And before getting into the K-dramas, I thought all K-dramas were rom-coms or fantasies. And they had crazy plots and overacting and just cheesy stuff. And then, turns out Slice of Life is a genre? And it's a genre that I don't think is really explored in the Western media that I was exposed to. And up until now, Slice of Life is my genre. It's my jam. I will suffer through the the dreadful day-to-day lives of people, of characters who I end up loving. Not just as individuals, but also as a group. Slice of Life as a genre is not for everyone definitely it's not for everyone like i uh, i'm so tired of hearing people say they found the reply series boring or they found hospital playlist boring and think it's overrated like yeah you can it's fine it's fine it's not for you right it's like if if you're not into just like sitting with characters and watching them eat and talk about their daily lives and no big bad is coming for them no whatever plot is going on, like it's fine. It's really not for everyone. But it's for me. It's for me. So aside from Hospital Playlist, after that, I ended up watching um, all of the Shin PD shows and getting into his whole cinematic universe with all the cameos here and there and the references to previous works and all that. I'm just into the Shin PD Cinematic Universe, okay? And then, coincidentally, I also ended up watching New Journey to the West, the Korean variety show um, directed by Na PD, Nayong Sook PD. And I also got into other Na PD variety shows. Uh, and if you didn't know, Na PD and Shin PD are like best friends, and their worlds overlap. The people they work with overlap. Shin PD posts everything on this YouTube channel. It's just crazy how these worlds have collided. And I seem to be, you know, so lucky to have loved both of these worlds after hospital playlist season 1 ended they had like the live concert on Napidi's youtube channel and then they had behind the scenes episodes um for the past how many weeks yeah for essentially f- between season 1 and 2 every week there was more and more and more hospital playlist content and then they had this like camping variety show of the main cast of Hospital Playlist on NAPiD's YouTube channel. And they also played, like, some of NAPiD's, like, famous games from New Journey to the West and all that. it's like, gosh, isn't it such a lovely coincidence that I got into Hospital Playlist and then Shin PD shows and then NAPiD variety shows and it all came together like this? Isn't it just lovely um like what if i didn't get into nappy these shows and then like oh there's behind the scenes content here or there's this variety show thing of the main cast yay but then you know i've thought his editing was weird or his jokes were lame or his games were stupid like what if i didn't enjoy the content that was raining down from the heavens for the past year, I would be so sad, and I would not have loved this cast and this show as much as I do now. So, you know, the world works in mysterious ways. <laughs> all that to say, sorry for this whole like background on me, history of me and Shinpidi and Napidi. Like, sorry for that whole detour, but all this to say, I was very excited for season two. So before the premiere of season 2, I rewatched the first season. You know, just to remember what happened, to relive some of like the best moments of the show and also to gain no more appreciation for the parts that maybe I didn't pay so much attention to it during my first few watches. <laughs> okay. So in yoga, <laughs> when I used to do yoga classes before the pandemic, um our teachers would often tell us to set intentions before we start our practice. It's like, um, offer your practice to your loved ones, to yourself. Take this time to connect with your body. What would you like to set as your intentions for today? Stuff like that. Okay. But you know, in a way, it kind of helped me become more mindful during the practice. And then in the end, they would tell us to go back to our intentions and uh, just keep that in mind as we rested and continued our day. So what was the point of this? Yeah. So in watching Hospital Playlist again, knowing that it's a rewatch, not even the first rewatch, probably like the fourth rewatch of the show. I couldn't mindlessly watch this because that would be a waste of time. You know, that would just be me letting time pass and keeping this show in the background. Because of course, I'm not fully 100% there. I don't need to be. I know what's going to happen. So I told myself, okay, I'll set an intention for this rewatch. My goal for watching the show was to focus on Gyoor and Winter Garden, which if you did not know is the ship of Hyol and Jongwon. And you know why? Because I didn't care about them. I didn't care about them in my first watch, in my second, third, fourth, in any of my rewatches. I didn't care about Winter Garden. And I thought it is a fact that they will exist in season two. And so I must understand them, okay? I must like them, or at least just, just get the whole journey, no matter how simple it actually is, in hindsight, I didn't pay enough attention to like, see all the little details that led up to the climax. Okay. I just didn't find them compelling. Okay. And I wasn't that surprised or amazed when they ended up together at the finale. So I wanted to understand what the shippers loved so much about them. Yeah. that That's it. I didn't need to like them to be an active shipper the way others were i just needed to understand what they were seeing that i did not see okay okay i realized as i observed their journey more that what people loved about them is gyoul's like puppy love for Won. it's that kind of love line And the puppy love aspect is fundamental to it. It is the core of their relationship, honestly. The pining of this girl over Jongwon. And although, by the end of the show, as I paid attention, as I watched it, you know what? Although I understood it, unfortunately, puppy love doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't appeal to me. I don't, like, find it cute or... Adorable or just so sweet that someone is pining after someone, you know, even if it seems like there's no hope, even if they don't probably don't see them that way, and just like holding on to the hopelessness of it all. So, very rarely do I like accept puppy love and just like ride with it, like, okay, you know what, fine. She's so into him, even though she's tried to shoot her shot and he seems to have turned it down. In line with his character. So, so you know what? But it's okay. We gotta root for the girl. So, very rarely am I like that. So, this is not really the kind of ship that's meant for me. Yeah. Like, the weird thing is, like, she just started liking him. You know, out of nowhere. Love at first sight. It was revealed in, like, the second, third episode that it june was pushing them towards each other. And then throughout the entire first season, she just pines over him. There's a power imbalance here. And it's not just because he's a professor and she's a resident. It's not just the position imbalance. It seems like all of her character development, like her big moments as a doctor, um, it's kind of linked to him. And in a way, um, she does it or she changes To impress him and make him like her? And you could say, wait, so you're telling me character development is invalid? It's null if it's, you know, in the context of you like someone and you end up trying to be a better person or a better doctor? I'm not saying that in a general sense. But in this case, I really felt it. It's just like, okay, girl... It doesn't seem like there's any organic change to her. He always has to see it, right? He always has to comment on it that you know, girls change or girls doing really well and all that, and seeing her like you know, giggly and all happy because she got praise from him. It just rubbed me uh, the wrong way. I get why people find it cute. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get why it felt so rewarding. When he finally kissed her, and then they got this whole montage of moments where he secretly cared about her all this time, but it felt like it was just the journey and just the destination. You get, you get me. Listen, listen, listen. It's all about ending up together and how they end up together. But after that, I cannot imagine a relationship. I only see the journey of getting a yes from him or getting a confirmation from him that he likes her too. But after that, I couldn't see it. I couldn't imagine a romantic relationship between these two because there wasn't even a personal relationship throughout the entire first season. It was really just Jongwon being very professional as her professor and keeping his distance and her after him and all that. they weren't friends, they were not equals. and honestly, what did they have in common as characters to make this into a real relationship? Yeah, you know, all I see is like the attraction. um but that's just getting the foot in the door, you know it's not even going all the way in. It seems like the only goal for this love line throughout the entire first season was for her to to beat God, to overcome the Great Wall of Jesus, and get Jong Won to choose her. And I don't see this as anything deeper than dating. I, I just don't. Like, I've spent the entire first season watching them, paying close attention to them, and I couldn't tell what in their personalities would really make this into a stable, lasting relationship. I think, fundamentally, that's why I couldn't get into them. I could understand why people like them. I could understand how people don't, look so deeply into those things and then they just see you know the chemistry and the cuteness of the girl pining after the guy and okay it's it's fine in season two i'm just looking forward to how they handle the relationship after the happy ending it's like you know once again getting the foot in the door is the happy ending i don't know what's beyond that step So aside from Winter Garden, sorry for that whole rant, but yeah, that was my intention, to understand them. So aside from them, um, there wasn't really anything that I wasn't too sold on. Like, I was okay with everything else that was going on. Um, Through this rewatch, I developed an even deeper appreciation for my girl, Chuminha, and for Dojay Hak, the cardio resident. And they are now my absolute favorite residents. I I really love their individual stories and their relationships with their mentors and of course of course i'm looking forward to iksong <laughs> of course i am We <laughs> my sanity depends on iksong endgame i feel like my identity <laughs> i based my identity off like iksong endgame and if it doesn't happen i'm going to be shattered <laughs> And now we move on to the pilot, like the most exciting day of my life. And that pilot emotionally devastated me. I was not okay. After that first episode, it was not, it was not a good uh, look on me, you know, the emotional devastation. Um. Now that I am calmer, I'm okay. It's been a few weeks. I've recovered and... The circumstances are kind of improving ish maybe I think it was just the emotional roller coaster you know of extreme happiness after seeing these characters after over a year of waiting and all this love and attachment I had for these characters in this group of people, and then having it cruelly end with. Kobe Kajima, just Songwa, not even flat out rejecting it, June, but playing his you know third party, third person point of view confession, and just not addressing it head on, and it was just so cruel and so painful. After waiting over a year for her answer, you know, I would have been okay. If I didn't expect something good. Who doesn't want something good to happen for your ship, right? Like, if I were cautiously optimistic instead of, you know, reckless and expectant and entitled I felt like I was entitled to song Endgame you know like did I not deserve this after all the theorizing and the these beautiful moments between them and this entire story that we as a collective fandom created in our heads about how they should be and how it should happen you know did I not deserve to get the happiest did i not deserve to get my ex endgame? end game <laughs> looking at it now after the pain subsided a bit um it made sense right like things weren't going to change immediately and song was person is very much set in her ways as happy as i would be right if if she immediately said that she liked him back or accepted his roundabout confession um it wouldn't have made sense with her character yeah in the present right at that moment and also from like a meta from a tv show perspective like guys this is episode one of a 12 episode season we can't have the happy ending answer immediately we have to have some conflict for for the rest of the season to to keep the plot ish moving right it can't just end on a happy ending no sorry it can't start with a happy ending okay it's fine i've rationalized it i'm okay like the wait though between episode one and episode two that week was torture for me i haven't dreaded the next episode of a show since since startup and i'm sorry for bringing this show up i i apologize i told you i wouldn't bring it up but yeah i haven't dreaded the next episode of a show this much since i watched startup right it's like in, in startup how much more can they hurt gpo this episode what more could they take from him Right, and in this case, it's like how much more pain will it June be going through? Ik June, who will probably be you know super gracious and act like nothing happened, and you know even when he got cheated on by his wife and she asked for a divorce, even after all of that, he still came out of it as the same you know bubbly cheerful extrovert that he is just i I don't know how he does it but i know that after this rejection he's going to be quote unquote fine but will you really be fine ikjoon are you okay ikjoon gosh in other news sorry let's just ignore all my iksong pain for a while so in other news I also found myself kind of invested in uh, Gom Gom's love line. Uh, Chu Minha and Sokyo. Um, Even if I don't fully understand Minha's thing with him, you know what? I love her. I love Chuminha. Minha. And if she says that this will make her happy, go girl. You go for what you want. You do everything you want and I will root for you. <laughs> She's also like... Way more proactive about it, and it doesn't feel like she's just pining after him. It it's more like she's pursuing him. You know, she she is wooing him, and you know what? I support you, girl. It's so funny. It, this this entire questionable love line is just so funny, considering like sokyung's personality as a loner. <laughs> but but you can actually see. Little hints of him kind of being receptive to her friendliness, so yay! Chuminha, you go, Chuminha, do everything you want, Chuminha. <laughs> so aside from that, what else happened? Um, Winter Garden. I was waiting to see how their love line would develop, and yeah, they're a fluff couple. What did we expect? <laughs> okay, um, honestly. When I watched them interact with each other as a couple now, while they were eating together, it felt like what Park Dong-hoon and Lee Ji-an from My Mister would be like if they ended up in a relationship. You know what I mean? It's, it's the power imbalance. That's when I really felt like, this really doesn't feel like a relationship to me, you know? When they interact it's like he becomes a middle-aged man and she is just looking up to him for wise, sagely advice or something. Um, and yeah, it's like before, they only had a professional relationship. So seeing this supposedly super fluffy, super cute, super comfortable, romantic relationship was just such a wild ride it. it It was jarring, okay? It was jarring. But you know what? That wasn't for me. That scene, that ship is not for me. It's for the shippers. So you know what? They loved what they got. So that's all that matters to them, I guess. In general, I felt like we got more of the residents and the other people rather than the lacking five, like the five of them as friends. But but when they all came together you know i just felt like home it's like this this is what i've been waiting for for this whole year just just my five friends <laughs> my my quarantine friends you know they are just such a special squad to me just seeing them like eating together joking around practicing their band song like oh that's enough that's enough for my happiness For the rest of the week, I guess. They are the core of this show. The relationship of these five characters, it's the core of this show. But unfortunately, in the succeeding episodes, the three episodes that have come after it, they seem to be less connected. Like in the past three episodes, I feel like there was a greater focus on the ship's and the five of them uh, in relation to their residents and patients. But not so much of them as a squad of five. Also, I noticed a severe lack of Sokyo after episode two. Like in episodes three and four, he only had like eight scenes. I'm, I'm not kidding. I would. haven't counted. It didn't count. But I felt like he was only there for like eight scenes for both of those episodes, including the band scenes. And it just feels so weird to me because he's like, he's not, you know, one of those supporting characters that can just show up when necessary and then vanish when he's not. It's like, dude, he's your main cast. Why is he? Why doesn't he have any kind of story whatsoever? Actually, like, in general, the screen time feels so uneven. Like, some of... The Lacking Five don't have an active case in this episode. So it feels like they're just floating around waiting for screen time with their ship or with some other people briefly consulting with some patients. And then those patients don't have any follow through. They just kind of show up and then they vanish instead of like, at the start of the episode, we meet a patient with a certain case and then throughout the episode, it, they're they're stuff develops and then by the end of it something is resolved or whatever it's like in season two it's like the patients are there they talk to the doctor somehow and then they just vanish and it's like huh is this patient even important was that supposed to do something was that supposed to make me feel something because they just they were just gone and it's not how things used to be in season one at least with the patient stories right um aside from the patients it also feels like so many characters are gone. Especially neurosurgery, right? That department. Like, they used to have so many people. They used to have the most people. They were a squad of their own. And they felt like a team, like an actual team. But now only Sonbin is left. And Song was, you know, going in and out. Song's gone, gone. Songmin is dropping by every now and then. And it doesn't feel... Right? It feels so empty, right? It feels so lonely. Like, where are all the residents, you know, hanging out with each other and talking about their professors with Dr. Bong, Dr. Bong Salon, where is that? Um, is it because they've already been in Yulje for a year so they don't need to learn anything about them anymore? Um, why aren't the five of them, the lacking five, why aren't they eating together? as much why are the band scenes just tacked on like near the end of the episode instead of like you know throughout the show they're discussing some song that has some nostalgic memory or some attachment or some relation to the case one of them is dealing with and it's being built up to something and then we get the band scene it's like oh this is the song they've been talking about all this time it just feels like okay here's the song for the week And then we're done. You know, this is really important to me. This is the part that bothers me the most because I fell for this show because of the band aspect. It's like what I loved so much about this show is like they're just doing this for fun. They're just doing this to be with their friends. It's not because, you know, they want to be famous or they want to be the best musicians out there or they have to make an album or they're preparing for a concert or a festival or something no they're just okay guys let's practice your song for now and and let's just have fun with it it's it's music as a hobby not as competition not as a passion nothing else just music that's fun for the five of them but i don't even see that part anymore because i don't see the five of them together it's so weird like, the music, the band scenes, used to be, like, the most magical part of the episode for me. Especially when they would shake things up. Like, episode 3 of season 1, where they sang Aloha, Tanorebang, Bang. Or uh, episode 5, I think, where they did Canon? 4 or 5, right? The Canon montage. That was amazing. And then there was With My Tears, where Jun wasn't there because he visited the funeral of one of his longtime patients. Like, you know, songs that had meaning to them or scenes that had meaning to them. It just lacks the 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 touch, the warmth that I was counting on. I saw a few tweets, actually, from last night. Last night was when uh, episode 4 aired. Uh, I saw a few tweets that shared this opinion, like, even for a slice-of-life show, right? A character-driven show. It doesn't even feel like we're getting to know the characters any better, nor are we seeing them interact with each other or with their patients as deeply as they used to. The tone of the show really feels a lot sadder and emptier and lonelier than I expected it to be. And of course, there are still some funny moments. There are still some heartwarming stories like, especially some of the patients. Like, I still feel that warmth every now and then, but not to the degree that we did in season one. I'm not feeling the warmth that I used to feel, which makes me so sad because this is all I looked forward to for a whole year. I honestly can't tell what's going to happen in the future of the show, like what's going to happen in the next few episodes. I don't even know if they'll fix the pacing or the screen time or the music. By the way, the music has changed. Something in the music changed. Like, it there are more silences now and the cuts don't feel as, I don't know, smooth. The directing in general, something's off about it. it obviously, I won't, drop the show obviously i'm not gonna let go of hospital playlist okay i still need to know if iksong endgame happens (laughs) but i guess i'll just stop expecting things from it like no more theories no more symbolism no more comparisons to season one as much as i can um for the first time maybe i'll just shut up (laughs) and maybe that will help me enjoy this more Because, like, you know what? Everyone's noticed it. It's not just me. So, okay. At least I don't feel alone in feeling like something's off in this season. Or, you know, I I can't tell what's going to happen in the future. So maybe they will be able to fix everything that I feel has changed from season one. Because I think they overestimated the importance of the ships and underestimated the importance of the relationship of the five. Like, genuinely, I think that they attributed so much of the success and the investment to, you know, all the ships that they've been building up. But no, it's like, okay, yeah, some, most people will have a ship that they're into and all that. But most importantly, I think a lot of people can agree with this, but most of us are here for the lacking five as five, not as individuals with their own relationships and stories, which usually are okay. But more importantly, the five of them together. Like if they seriously did not assess the success of their show properly. If they think that people want more fan service and people want more ship stuff than they want, you know, lacking five deep, substantial lacking five content. I don't want Hospital Playlist to be labeled as one of those like overrated shows that don't deserve the hype and they just just got worse over time but people just refuse to admit that it wasn't that good and then people will feel like they wasted their time watching it like I don't want that to be the legacy of the show that I love so much the first show I ever loved this much you know, a lot of people already have that opinion. That host plays is boring, and it's overhyped, and it's overrated. And it's like, I used to be okay with that. Like, you can say what you want. Slice of Life isn't for you. That's okay. Or you're not into the humor. Or, I don't know, in general, just everything that's going on, it's okay. Because, like, I used to be sure of what made this show special, right? And why... I just had to ignore the haters <laughs> and all the negative opinions because I had basis for my positive opinions. I knew why I liked this show. If you need me to defend it, I can defend it. I know what I'm fighting for. I used to have so much faith in Shin P. D and Writer Lee. Especially, you know, now that I've watched all of their shows and I really have what I would consider to be an informed opinion. <laughs> on what aspects of their shows work, with each iteration and all that, and how they've improved after every show, really, they have. But now I'm not so sure. And if this season doesn't turn out well, this is even more proof that the seasonal format does not work for K-dramas. Not even for Slice of Life, which supposedly should never run out of stories to tell, It just doesn't work but but we'll see so that's it for me today this was sad this was a sad episode i didn't think i would have a negative review on a show that i loved so 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 much but here we are once again we don't know how the future episodes will turn out and it could get better and they could bring back the magic of season one or it could get worse and i'll just ignore season two and imagine that this ended after one season all i know is that i won't drop it because i love these characters and this cast and the chinly nappy de cinematic universe but if I know that I'm only sticking to this because of sentimentality, then what does that really say about how I'm currently feeling about the show, honestly? But anyway, let's not end this on a sad note. Let's bring the energy back up. Um, I hope people still stick to it. Like, you know, in Shin P.D., we trust. And the things will improve. Or maybe they're just, like holding on to the good stuff for the latter half of the season it's okay let's just let's let's stay strong okay i'll revisit this show when it ends and we'll see if my opinions change because there's still hope we still have eight more episodes guys eight more weeks let's hold on so uh, yeah that's it that's it for me today i want to ask like what did you think about Hospital Playlist 2 so far? Did you anticipate it for the past year as I did? Or did you like pick it up just recently and not wait so agonizingly long as we all did? Um, what are you looking forward to in the coming episodes? Most importantly, do you agree with my winter garden assessment? I would really like to know. Please don't try to convince me to ship them, okay i' am, I accept them. I will not attack them. I'm just saying how I feel. <laughs> so if you have anything you want to share, you can hit me up on Facebook on the youtube comments. I don't know <laughs> yeah i'm 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 everywhere. I even have a Twitter now, so go go follow that um and yeah, thanks so much for listening. And I will see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to leave a comment, like, subscribe, follow, and tell me what you thought about today's episode. See you soon!